ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. You really couldn't write it. What's unfolded since the infamous Spanish World Cup kiss is nothing short of extraordinary. And still, the head of the Spanish Football Federation, Luis Rubiales, has been defiant, repeatedly declaring, I will not resign, after kissing footballer Jenny Hermoso on the lips after the team's World Cup win in Sydney. Today, the ABC's Annabelle Crabb unpacks that moment, what's come after it, and why the actions of one doofus guy could bring about positive change for women's football. on the platform with the players. They're celebrating, enjoying the match, enjoying the moment. Annabelle, I don't want to relive this too much, but Spain had just won the World Cup. The team is going onto the podium to collect their medals. Star player Jenny Hermoso was grabbed by Luis Rubiales and he kisses her on the mouth. When you saw that, what did you think? I had almost a physical reaction, actually. I just thought, what what is that guy doing? And I think it was just the hands on the back of the head that really just visually, oh, it didn't look terribly consensual. It was very quick and everyone was jumping around and so on. But I thought, oh, what's that guy doing? Yeah, and that kiss, it wasn't even the first controversial thing Rubiales had done that night. He had also <laughs> been grabbing his genitals. So, yeah, go figure. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, that to me also, I, mean, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't no. see it at the time. I learned about it later and thought, wow, I mean, you know, literalism is not dead. <laughs> this guy is literally grabbing his willy just to make oh sure it's gosh. still there or to, ah. you know, make almost sort of reinstate the primacy of the penis in in soccer. I mean, obviously I'm overanalyzing there, but I just think the things that this dude is prepared to do on camera just actually significantly communicate how entitled he feels, even what's happened since where um, uh, Rubiales has really doubled down, dug in. He's made this a national battle with, you know, the, the creeping threat of feminism, you know. It's just, wow. Not to mention that most ridiculous press conference he gave, Annabelle, where he claimed that the kiss was spontaneous. He said he asked her for a little kiss and she said yes. Un piquito. Y ella me dijo, vale. And this was a, a kiss he would have given one of his daughters. It was spontaneous, mutual, he said. Fue espontáneo. Mutuo. Euphorico y consentido. Look, I think I'm sure he believes that, and, and I think that it's not surprising that he would believe it. But the problem with all of this is actually it's not so much about the kiss, although that's obviously what triggered this now kind of national and international yes. controversy. The point is 
that from now on, Jenny Hermosa, the player, doesn't get to celebrate her World yes. Cup victory. She's being chased around, being obliged to deal with, to clean up after this guy who's done something to her that she didn't welcome. So she's under huge amounts of pressure, and you can tell this from what she said subsequently. So on the night, a lot of people were making, you know, a fuss about it on social media, and she said, oh, you know, calm down, everybody. Um, this is just a euphoric moment. And then she came out about a week later saying, listen, this wasn't, this wasn't consensual. I didn't welcome it. It's unfair, I think. Yeah, it was wild that the Spanish Soccer Federation actually put out a statement on her behalf saying, you know, don't overanalyze it, it's absolutely fine. She didn't even write that statement. It didn't come from her. That was extraordinary in itself. Well, I think that sometimes, I mean, now that Me Too is a significant political issue, right, like it's a a powerful thing to invoke. Mm. And the interesting thing that's happened a person, normally a woman in these circumstances, who's been harassed at work, now will be listened to. Mm. And that is a powerful thing. But one thing that I've noticed is that that power sometimes gets co-opted by men, Mm -hmm. particularly if they want to bring other men down. (laughs) So when new powers emerge, there's often a move by the old wielders of power to kind of harness it for their own advantage. And I think that that's what's happening here. The FIFA president, Gianni Infantino, he chose the eve of the World Cup final to explain to female players that it was their responsibility to achieve equal treatment. I say to all the women, and you know I have uh, four daughters, so I have a few at home. I say to all the women that you have the power to change. Pick the right battles, pick the right fights. You have the power to change. You have the power to convince us men what we have to do and what we don't have to do. Yes, he said, you know, you've got to convince us, you've got to get out there and make the case, you know, the door is open, all you've got to do is push on it. (laughs) You think, well, hang on, buddy. Isn't that supposed to be your job? I mean, extraordinary. We've been pushing on doors and ceilings for a while, Annabelle. Right, I mean, they're probably too busy working three jobs because they don't get paid to do what they're good at, which is playing football. And Annabelle, in Spain, they've even taken to the streets to protest because, of course, Luis Rubiales repeatedly said he will not resign. He will not resign, he kept saying. No, voy a dimitir. No, voy a dimitir. And the World Championship team have said they're boycotting national games until the current leadership is out and prosecutors at Spain's top criminal court have launched a sexual assault investigation into the kiss. So there's a lot going on. And not only that, the whole focus has turned to Spanish society and the chauvinistic nature of it. But I suppose it's not just Spain that has this problem. (laughs) Well, I mean, football is actually a pretty good model for analysing this stuff. It's very common for men to coach women's teams. 
it is unknown <laughs> for a woman to coach men's teams. Yes. The powerful people at the top of football organisations are men. Interestingly, something that we saw in the recent World Cup is that the decisions made by, again, largely male TV executives hugely undershot the level of demand and interest that there is uh, in Australia and beyond in watching women's football. It's only a year ago that Robbie Slater, remember, <laughs> the uh, former Socceroo, wrote of Sam Kerr's uh, 54th goal and, and she had eclipsed Tim Cale's record, said, well, you can't really compare the two because, you know, Sam Kerr is great, but, you know, she's, she's not a Socceroo. And so to make that comparison is insulting to Tim Cale. This is only a year ago. <laughs> we have really entrenched ideas about who watches women's sport and how important it is and how much merit it has. For instance, if you're looking at the broadcast rights for the World Cup, well, Optus paid $13 million for access to all 64 World Cup matches and then they sold the Matildas matches on for $5 million. Incredibly cheap when you consider that uh, <laughs> looking at AFL rights, mm. the AFL gets paid on average $26 million per weekend. Oh. <laughs> so per weekend, oh my gosh. five times more than Channel 7 paid yeah. for the, all the Matildas games. Oh now, those gosh. figures are from an article that our colleague John Lyons wrote. Yes. It is absolutely Stunning. Edge of the box, Sam Kerr shoots right-footed. What a strike! What a goal from Sam Kerr! And I think that, that, that the entire experience of the World Cup, where you essentially saw uh, hundreds of women being unremittingly meritorious at their job. I mean, they were just really good. They're all really good at football and that's what they did on television and in front of packed stadia and so on. Mm -hmm. They were displaying merit and really our attention, our rapt attention to this was only ever really perforated by the spectacle of some doofus guy being bad at his job. And that is weird and wrong. Yeah. All right. I want to ask you then, Annabelle, is there anything positive, do you think, that will come out of this? Could it trigger some sort of change, do you think? Oh, there's heaps of positive stuff that will come out of this. I mean, yeah. when terrible things happen or controversial things happen and people pay attention, it generates a, a force for change, right? I mean, if if this guy hadn't behaved like such a prawn, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm -hmm. And it helps to surface the injustice that exists. It helps to surface the assumptions that go into building the structure of how women's football works as opposed to men's football. This is a serious issue because women struggle to be professional football players because they don't get paid as much. So it means that they can't devote themselves to training in the same way. It means that they've got to be as good with a fraction of the support, right? And that is something that people are talking about now that this behaviour has surfaced that discrepancy. Annabelle Crabb is an ABC writer and commentator and host of Kitchen Cabinet. 
This episode was produced by Nell Whitehead, Veronica App App, Sam Dunn, and Anna John, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. Over the weekend, catch This Week with Sally Sara, where she'll be looking at the voice referendum. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again on Monday. Thanks for listening.